Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I've had a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. Ow! I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Take your shoes off. Why do you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up? Oh, yeah, thirsty for more. From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Hello, and welcome to a very merry, iconic podcast. Merry Christmas, Jenna. Merry Christmas, Danny. How's it going? Oh, fantastic. So yeah. good. Are I you got eggnog to, today. Are you ready to <laughs> chat home alone? I'm so ready to chat home alone. You know, this might uh, be the most classic one we've ever covered. Besides it's a classic. Pranks. It's a classic. And, <laughs> and even just saying the words home alone makes you want pizza. Does it make you want pizza? Pizza and ice yes. cream. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. 
Now, before we no, get into the actual film, we do want to discuss something off the top that is we feel very important. Now, there's a lot of Christmas albums that come and go throughout the seasons. Now, this season, there is specifically one that I told Jenna, I said, we have to cover this because I've been listening to it since before Halloween. And I love this woman. Uh, her name is Dolly Parton, and she's got a new album called Holly Dolly Christmas. And so I thought maybe we'd just give a couple brief thoughts on it. Jenna, did you have listening to this album, Holly Dolly Christmas, any quick thoughts? Or um, not yes, so quick? I... I have I have some really long drawn out thoughts. No, I loved it. It reminded me of a simpler time. You know, when back when Christmas was like very simple, you woke up, would run upstairs, look by the tree, you know, and like there's something about her voice and just the pep that was really, really nostalgic. Yeah. I really, really liked it. And what about you? Pe- she definitely has a pep and a simplicity and like a way with words and that makes you feel comforted. I've seen her in concert a bunch of times and it's truly like a religious experience. She tells stories in between and it's just really lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But there, some of it is, some of it is a little frustrating. The most frustrating thing on this album is she does a cover of all I want for Christmas is you. And Mariah <laughs> is my number one. I think that's the greatest Christmas song of all time. Uh, and I was so excited when I'm looking at the track list saying I'm seeing uh, Dolly Parton, all the songs she's got. And I see All I Want for Christmas is You. And I think, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And then it says with Jimmy Fallon. And I thought, hmm, do we really need that? And no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> it is not Again. what we asked for. Um, my personal favorite. I mean, there's a couple the ballad where she's like singing to Mary, like Mary, did you know? Like, just like, it's a really passionate thing about like, Mary, did you know you were giving birth to Jesus? And right. I was like, this is such a hard. Oh yeah. That's a, it's narrative. a dramatic, it's a dramatic <laughs> Christmas song. And actually it's a, I love Mary. Did you know? And I always sing to my boyfriend, Matt. I always sing Maddie. Did you know? <laughs> like for years, you know? I always sing Maddie. Did you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's, my fr- She's dramatic. I mean, Dolly knows yeah. how to give us some drama. And I like mm-hmm. that. I, I really love the collab she did with Miley Cyrus, Christmas Is, track two. Like, it's funny because she does a lot of, like, her tense whisper game. She's yeah. like, Christmas Is, a whole night unto itself. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I forget all the words, but I re-listened to it a couple of times when I was hiking. So I was like, this is, um, this is an intentional tempo of like hate whispering <laughs> she does a thing. lot of whisper yeah she does yeah. i mean she really dolly's always been a, a little bit of a whisperer and mm-hmm. i mean even jolene and some of the some of the other songs she's done you can hear the whisper she'll do a kind of like a talking voice i will always love you when she does that she's a bittersweet memories you know it's like she's <laughs> And I actually am one of the few people, and don't get this twisted, I worship uh, Whitney Houston. I think she's just like the greatest of all time. Singing voice, beautiful. But there are times where I prefer the Dolly version of I Will Always Love You because I feel like it's a little bit more, um, it's just a different version. And and again, worship Whitney Houston, the greatest of all time. Mm. But Mm -hmm. I think Dolly's version of I Will Always Love You has like a little bit of different emotion behind it. And so depending on but she does whisper in that song with Miley, and Miley tries to match the whispers. Christmas as <laughs> yeah, like no, yeah. It's but so weird good. choices for duets. I don't know that I like the Do- Dolly is or Dolly and Miley is a duet that I fully support, and I think that was a great choice. But Dolly and Jimmy Fallon, no thanks. And when I was hiking, yeah, I was listening mm-hmm. to this album 
And mm-hmm. one of my AirPods died. You know when your AirPods get like really low battery, then like one dies and the other one goes in. And so mm-hmm. I was listening to that song and it was like one died and I felt like I could only hear the Jimmy Fallon parts and it was horrific. It was oh, like, this no. is my hellscape. Um, yeah. I, I wish I wish we could just somehow like edit him out, which I'm sure there's technology to do. Somebody's got to get like the uh, un, unmixed vocals so we could just put Dolly with anyone else, any other human being. Besides, oh, even like Michael Bublé is on this, which is great. Willie Nelson is fun. You yeah. know, I mean, Billy Ray too. Billy Ray. I yeah. mean, there's some there's some good ones, but also Dolly's someone who like doesn't really need to do duets unless it's Kenny Rogers. May he right. rest in peace. You know, yeah. Islands in the Stream. I think it's still one of my favorite karaoke duet songs. Is Islands in the Stream? It's so good. So it's good. So good. So good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Dolly is really leaning in this Christmas. She's got the Netflix Christmas movie. She's got the Holly Dolly Christmas mm-hmm. album. She's also got a line mm-hmm. with William Sonoma. Um, oh. Where she's selling like Dolly Parton Christmas cookie mix, uh, an apron. I can't find it now, but I I believe I've already ordered it. Um, she's, yeah, she's love leaning into Christmas. And I've been trying to. Mm-hmm. I've been, I thought I was really close to getting her on my podcast and my main show. <gasps> Because I had been emailing back and then there was like somebody who listens to my show who like had an in who's was really trying to help out make that happen. And I still am <laughs> holding out there. I'm still holding out like a little bit of hope, but uh, I, yeah, I would die. But I was, I really, a couple weeks ago, I thought for sure it was going to happen. And then now I don't, I don't, I'm less sure, but still holding out a little bit of, a little bit of Christmas hope that a Christmas miracle will come through. I think it could. You know, especially if she is doing a lot of promotions. She's doing you know? so much promo. And I'm like, just give me five minutes with her, like on Zoom. Just please, please, mm-hmm. please, please. That's how I'm always at with these PR people. And usually yeah. the guests on my show, the reason I'm able to get any guests really, it's like, because the PR person listens to my show or the assistant or someone, you know, related to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just always like begging the people that work for celebrities. Like, can you tell them to call in my show, please? Yes. A shout out to the fan base. They are loyal oh, and they, they right. can mobilize, you know, I know. But you got the, good fans. You know, I love my Dolly. I, I think she's uh, yeah. bipartisan. You know, everyone across the aisle loves and worships Dolly Parton. I just think she's a ray of sunshine, especially in this dark year that is 2020. Anytime I could see Dolly Parton, she's got a, there's a great documentary on Netflix about her life that I want to tell everyone to check out. And, and maybe we'll oh, cover yeah. that Netflix movie. Maybe we'll. Mm-hmm. we'll and there's see. also a podcast, um, Dolly Parton's America. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I'm I'm halfway through it. It's so good. I love that. Very tw- interesting. 2020 was like, we need more Dolly Parton <laughs> to like combat everything else going on. Exactly. Yeah. Anything good and sparkly and sweet. I'm all here for it. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Underwood also has a new holiday album and I got the vinyl, but it hasn't come yet. So I haven't really listened. I haven't dove in yet as of this recording to like Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. But I love her and I'm sure I'll love it. I every year I get the new Christmas albums. Last year there was one by Leah Michelle and unfortunately I might have to retire that one because she's we've since learned in 2020 she's not maybe the greatest human being. So that Christmas album not might as well. out the window. Um yeah. My favorite all time I still have the CD of it is In Saint Christmas. So oh good. so good. That, I had my first kiss to that CD. Like first tongue kiss or? first ever like oh in in high school like very first was listening to insane christmas isn't that amazing <laughs> Dude, i love that you know yeah. 
this is a throwback. And again, people I know are going to roll their eyes at me, but of course, Rosie O'Donnell released two Christmas <laughs> albums and she did a song with NSYNC and she performed it. I don't remember if it was on her primetime special in support of the album mm-hmm. or on her talk show, but she sings this slow ballad with NSYNC with like all these candles lit around them. And it's like the most bizarre thing. It's like, who thought that we should have Rosie doing like a slow ballad with with Justin Timberlake and Joey Fatone, like it's wild. It's the same person who was like, "Hey, Jimmy Fallon, can you go into the studio and lay down your tracks?" Like, let's no, just no. be clear, Jenna. No. Talk show hosts aren't singers. It's just is no, what they're it is. not. We don't yeah. need them on albums. No, I mean, get me a just a Justin Timberlake. Get me anybody. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Next Christmas, we're gonna have like Drew Barrymore and and Ricky or Sally Jesse Raphael on an album. It'll be like Andy Cohen singing up on the housetop. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you know what? Fine, whatever. All bets are <laughs> Nobody off. cares. Harry and Marv, you know. Joy Behar just doing. <laughs> Mary, did you know? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh. Man. But that NSYNC Christmas album. I mean, nothing better than Merry oh. Christmas, Happy Holidays. Remember they had the video with Gary oh. Coleman? It's so good. I think last year, when I first put it on, I was driving to Ralph's to get firewood because I'm going to light a fire. And I started openly weeping in the car listening to it because it has just this visceral nostalgia, you know, oh, like yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy holidays. And, am so I good. wrong? Did they play it in like a bunch of commercials at the time? I feel like he was always in an old Navy commercial. Or maybe I'm making- you know that Probably. I bet it was like now that's what I call Christmas 60, you know? Yeah, I had all I those. I had the now that's what I call Christmas. It was a double. The first one was a double disc album. And I remember like <laughs> yes. loving it. So I love a, Christmas, so love a Christmas album. Kelly Clarkson's got one of the greatest of all time. And then Mariah's got two of them. We could go on about Christmas music mm. forever, but we got to move on to Home Alone. Oh, yes. yes. By the That's way, like- Home Alone has a great soundtrack. I have the soundtrack on vinyl because oh. the, the Home Alone score, I don't think enough people really talk about how beautiful the score is. I forget the, mm-hmm. was it John Williams? I think did it. Beautiful. It it's Yeah, look it up. I think it's John Williams. There's a couple dun, great dun, songs dun, in it too. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's right. yeah, and the it puts you immediately stuff. in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, holy night! Wait, can we talk? That's- what? What are? What's your favorite part about Home Alone? Like, what's what jumps out at you when I say Home Alone? I mentioned earlier. I think of pizza and ice cream. What's the mm-hmm. first kind of thing that jumps out at you? I think the first thing that jumps out is when he is enjoying being home alone. Like when he kind of goes crazy, you know, and like watching bad movies and eating rubbish and playing around the house, running around, shoplifting. Like I kind of like that idea. It was kind of a wish fulfillment yeah. moment. I remember what you? wanting so badly to do that thing he did where he had the sled at the top of the stairs and then had the door open. And yes. it's like, I don't know if they had to set up I guess they sort of had to set up the house that way because it was a set. I don't think that was a real house. Question: I don't know either. I think it is real. I'll look it up. Yeah. Maybe uh, not. I but thought my, I saw, my house had that same landing. I thought I saw something that it was a school gym. I, I oh. saw some documentary that it was like, <gasps> but I don't know if it was the house that was the school gym or, or what the set was. Oh, but I think, yeah, it was like a school gym that they designed something in. We don't right, do our be, here. We don't. Yeah, that would be hard to set that up in a real house, though. Now that you think about it, all the 
pranks and stuff and the stunts. But I wanted mm. that sled so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Out the and door. just go shoot down the stairs. Yeah. Um, ahead of this, and so um, since this is probably the most notorious movie, everyone's seen it. Um, I was curious about a where are they now? You know, as time has gone on, I did some deep dive research and found some interesting things about a lot of the cast. Uh, but obviously, Macaulay Culkin, you know, he's like, in, he's in LA dating Brenda Song. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's, I think he has a podcast now. And I, I mm-hmm. feel like I see him pop up on social media quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like totally. Tweets, tweets of like, his or stuff of his will come around every once in a while. Yeah. He, um, oh, and Catherine O'Hara too. She's very visible, Brilliant. obviously Brilliant. Win- winning Emmys for Schitt's Creek. She's hot and perfect. Um, I saw and her I, once at a theater. I know I was, Monica. I know I was gay as a kid because I was so in love with her performance in this movie. Like I know all the other kids my age, I was like, Oh, Macaulay Culkin, that kid's great. I want to be him. And I was like, Oh, I want to be friends with Catherine O'Hara, the mom. Yeah. She's so cool. She's so cool. Okay. Obviously Joe Pesci does ma- mafia movies, Scorsese. And we talked um, about it. We want, we talked about this on another episode, but we want Joe Pesci to be making more movies. Yes. We absolutely do need him in more stuff. Like, did you see Irishman? That yeah, long yeah, Scorsese it was too one. Long. Yeah, too long. It was so. But long. he was great. He was great. Yeah, he's really it, cool. Oh, by the way, though, the, the Irishman, though, the main problem I had with it, it was like even when they did the de aging, they still seemed like eighty year old men to me. Like they, you know, they changed their faces, but like Robert De Niro just can't move the same way as a twenty five year old. Like it just he, isn't working. He he's not spry. Yeah, he's not like doing dips and, you know. Love him. Um, Love him to death, but he's not 25. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah, I found this about Macaulay Culkin, that he has two cats named Apple and Dude. He has a fish named Cinnamon, a dog named Panda, and he got Andy Richter's old parrot and named it Nacho. What? Isn't that really weird? Yeah. You know, he's, So I he's a whole menagerie now. I find his dating life so fascinating because he was with Mila Kunis for a while, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then she's with Ashton Kutcher now, and she that just seems so. Ashton Kutcher and Macaulay Culkin seem so polar express opposites to me. So nice. <laughs> so what? What is that? Like I don't understand how you could go from Macaulay to Ashton. What is that? Yeah, I don't get. I don't it. know. I don't get it either. Hmm. Do you think Macaulay must be really great in bed too? Because like these women are gorgeous. Brenda Song's gorgeous. gorgeous. And I'm not to say that, I mean, a little bit to say like Macaulay Culkin isn't like the greatest looker, you know, he was an adorable kid, but like as an adult, it's not like he's so handsome or anything, but he's got these two gorgeous, stunning women as I'm sure others too, that he's dated that I'm not even aware of. That's so true. He's probably better than Leo because he has to be. You're you right. Know? Yeah, we just saw this. <laughs> we talked about Leo in the Polar Express episode for those. Yes, of you that's right. Exactly. Out. Oh yeah. So here. Oh, so Marv did voiceover for the Wonder Years while they were filming this. Isn't that crazy? Daniel Stern, right? That's who Marv. Yeah. Was? Yeah. City yeah. Slickers. Um. Yes. Oh, I love City Slickers. That's such a good one. Um. I found the weirdest thing about Old Man Marley, the guy next door. So he he passed away in Santa Monica, but. 
um, when he was in college, he went to Harvard for Wait, a year. You, s- and you said like- he passed away in Santa Monica as if he like he just did, and he's his body <laughs> yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Like that's how I took he just it. Has- <laughs> it's it's being preserved in that salt <laughs> bin that he carried around in the movie. Um, but he like left Harvard and then um, was went to World War II to fight. But then after he got to World War II. They, he apparently went to the mental ward and was like, I don't want to do this. And so they let him leave World War II and then boom, he became an actor. Isn't that hilarious? You know, it's hilarious, but also makes me upset <laughs> because we've both been in LA for a while now and <laughs> trying trying to get roles. And here comes this old man who just got out of an institution <laughs> and they give him a role and a lead role in a holiday film. What's that about, Jenna? Complicated villain. Yeah. I'm struggling to even get the audition. <laughs> yeah. And this man I'm not just, a voice I, years. This man just comes out <laughs> of his mental institution and they yeah. let him terrorize Macaulay Culkin for two hours. What's that about? Yeah. And okay, Buzz also, he looks like Toby from This Is Us now. He's like six one. Really I hate cute. Toby. He, I hate Toby from This Is Us. Jenna, is he your people, least favorite? I, he, a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. I gave up watching, so I don't know what it is. I don't know where the show is at right now. But the season I did watch, I think I watched one and maybe season two. Um, mm-hmm. But I just found his character so annoying. So mm-hmm. annoying. It was like trying to be funny all the time. Remind, we talked about Josh Gad in one of the other episodes of this podcast. And he sort of mm-hmm. reminded me of that, like, not a comedian, but like trying to be a comedian, if that makes any sense. And here mm-hmm. I am on a mm-hmm. podcast where we're doing jokes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you're right. He's, uh, him and Kate, Kate's the other one, too, that. I think is very divisive, you know. Is, very, Kate, is she the one that's his wife. Chrissy Metz? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, but Buzz was in Hustlers with J Lo and Cardi B. And he seems really cool based on his Instagram. Oh, I like about calling him. I liked Hustlers a lot. I did too. Yeah, it was good. Wait, I was just gonna say, oh, I I do just wanna say um in This Is Us, when they put Mandy more in old age makeup, she looks like Diane Keaton from Father of the Bride Part 2. Okay, we can move on from that. I just need to say that. 100%. It's the eye, the eye lines. The eye and, you know, the, and the hair. Yeah, the hair, everything, yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's the same person. Or maybe Diane no, Keaton probably wasn't no. in full makeup. <laughs> Wait, it's not the same person. One's Diane Keaton and one's Mandy Moore. For some reason, I thought that Diane Keaton was in full makeup and prosthetics, but no, that oh, was no. just her nope. actual look. Diane Keaton in The Father of the Bride Part 2, literally, they make her look 80. Like, they, the way they wardrobe her in that movie is shocking. And I know the whole, the whole plot of that movie, Part 2, is like the mom got pregnant at the same time as the daughter, and so they wanted it to be surprising. But they make Diane look so fucking old. She looks older in Father of the Bride Part 2 than she does in present day. And that movie was done. In book club. 20. Yeah. I mean, it's like she has this big fupa that they like mm-hmm. accentuate in Father of the Bride Part 2. Like they, they purposefully accentuate it. Like they put the belt right above the fupa to like tight, like they tighten it right around the foops. And mm-hmm. that's no shade on a fupa. I'm, I got one right now. I'm pulling up my pants, but they definitely but like accentuate tweet. it. Yeah. There were like uh, pleats, pleated trousers. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, what were oh, we the talking hot pizza about here? Guy. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, so this is, I, I looked at the hot pizza guy because he was the, you and I agreed he was the most bonable one of the whole movie. Right. Yeah. You, you know what? And I think, did I say something on social media or something about this? Yes. Or were we talking about this? People had sent yeah. us DMs on the Instagram saying they had, he was one of the first crushes. Oh, that's so guy. nice. Yeah. He's so cute. He's actually from Chicago. And he was also in, he was in over like 60 shows. 
Saved by the Bell, My So-Called Life, Cheaper by the Dozen. So he's like had a, he's a legit working actor that none of us know. Wait, what does he look like now? Is he cute in 2020? Oh, you know what? I don't know. We should find him. Let's Google him. I used to find maybe the, he's single. This is gonna maybe sound gross, but I used to find the dad sexy too. John Hurd was his oh, name. John Hurd. Oh, he's so fine. He I, passed he away. He died. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and he didn't look very good towards in the more recent roles. But mm-hmm. in Home Alone one, I was like, oh, he's a sexy dad. Yeah, they he were a hot is. couple. They were a hot couple. Yeah, he's so funny. Oh, and John Candy also. Uh, was in John, this was he not away. the best john candy to me is the one best. of the greatest of all time all time yeah he's so he's so cool i did not know this that he grew up down the street from jim carrey in canada oh my god they were neighbors no weird amazing you know that jim whole, carrey from the grinch coverage that we did some of those canadians <laughs> some of those canadians <laughs> i was just listening to martin short was on rob lowe's podcast and i love martin short but he was talking about like eugene levy Catherine o'hara all john candy all of them in mm. canada doing work and it's just like oh my god uh, being a, a gilda radner being around all of those mm-hmm. people at once it's like holy fuck like just that crew of people is amazing we're so amazing yeah i think dan yeah. Aykroyd is from there too right yeah. John Candy, though, to me is just like everything. Like, and I, my, my, my dad loved him growing up. So I felt like I always had a special mm-hmm. place in my heart with John Candy because my dad would just still to this day, he does this. My dad is still with us, but he will still like cry laughing when he watches planes, trains, and automobiles or, or Uncle Buck or any of those movies. Uncle. Like, he'll just be sitting on the couch and just like, tears in his eyes because he's laughing so hard at John King. Because he, my dad likes all that like stupid slapstick humor. He like my yeah. dad loves like a fall or a fart or you know like anything like that. Yeah, um, he's so good in Splash. I watched that um, a couple months ago. He is just hysterical. I have an all new appreciation for him as an adult. You know, yeah. I was so distracted by wanting to be a mermaid the whole time. John Candy is so fast and so funny in it. Jenna, so I know all roads on a very merry iPod, uh, all <laughs> roads on a very merry iconic podcast lead back to Channing Tatum, and they're supposedly they do. doing a gender flipped version of Snap of Splash. That's Where right. I heard they were doing the that. Mermaid. Mm-hmm. That's what we. Need. I would love. I would love that. I hope that's still in the works. Yeah. I just hope the tail yeah. starts below the dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> We have to pirate it online. Oh my god, <laughs> so uh, funny! Can we talk about Uncle Frank in Home Alone? Yes. There's two specific characters I want to talk about: Buzz and Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank, yes. I have lots of problems with, namely mm-hmm. when he's taking the shower and leaves the door unlocked. Um, in the that whole thing weirds me out. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, and he's like he's really mean. He's such an he's asshole. Like, and even, yeah, I was like, I would not invite him to Paris. When Kevin walks in the bathroom to like get the tie or whatever, and the uncle calls him a mm-hmm. pervert, it's like he's not being a pervert. Like if you don't want him to come in the bathroom, a lock the door, and it's not like he's mm-hmm. trying to look at you, you creep. Like it was such a weird, yeah, exchange. Yeah, I didn't realize that Fuller was Kieran Culkin, the kid who plays oh, yeah. Fuller. You know that wets the bed. He also dated Emma Stone. These? Culkin's date hot oh, women. Did he really? Mm-hmm. In 2010. Um, all of these details, though, are so John Hughes-ish. Like, John Hughes wrote this movie, and it's like the wet the bed thing, or mm-hmm. a lot of the little quirky dialogue things are just so Hughes. And 
uh, you know, so a lot of his stuff doesn't age very well, especially I think I'd mentioned weird science didn't age well at all, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but home alone is very family friendly. I think it aged maybe the best of his writing, but mm-hmm. I just, I look at, or I listen to his dialogue and stuff and I'm so impressed as a writer. I like hear little quirky things, character traits and I'm like, Oh man, that's brilliant. That are so specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Oh yeah. So uncle Frank, um, yeah, he was, he was funny. There's this one quote from it. Remember when they're just leaving the house and it's John Hurt and uncle Frank. And he's like, um, I don't, we're going to be late for the flight. And he's like, you got to think positive, Frank. And he says, you think positive. I'll be realistic. Like right. I feel like I quote that all the time, and no one is like, "Oh, Home Alone," because it's such a weird moment. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah, it's classic Uncle Frank. I love when he's on the plane. Is this the first one or the second one? When he's on the plane and he's like stealing the silverware in first class. Oh yeah, it's just like I think it's so, this one. Yeah, so Uncle Frank. But you know that yeah, his wife, <laughs> his wife would never stay with him. Like I don't believe that that woman who plays his wife would ever be with him because he's a monster asshole. And eventually, maybe in 1990 when this movie was made, it was a little mm-hmm. bit different times we were living in. But mm-hmm. certainly, they would have been divorced by 2020. Or 2000. Yeah. I don't think they would have mm-hmm. made it because mm-hmm. he was a, a dick and just the worst human. Funny to watch. Yeah. 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 Look what you did, you little jerk. I love when it comes back to haunt him later. Like the little you... faces floating in the movie, you know? Oh, yeah. When Kevin's like remembering all the time things his family said. Mm. You're what the French call les incompetents. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Do you think that was a real You're tarantula? such a disease. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so 90s. That was sort of his, those insults in the 90s. I was just saw somebody posted online a, uh, an insult from another movie in the 90s. And it was like, hey, can I cancel my subscription because I'm over your issues? And it's like, oh, oh God. that is good. Calculated. You're such a, you're such a disease. Yeah. His cousins that, no, were they, assholes. They were. The one that said, or the one who played his sister, Megan, she was a Olympic judo champion in the 1996 what? Olympics. Huh? Yeah, I wrote this down. Uh, uh? <laughs> Two old times. Uh? Uh, <laughs> she was on the judo team. And so after Home Alone, she was like, I'm done with acting. I'm going to become a judo ninja star. But that was the one where, remember, the Atlanta, we like crushed it in gymnastics? No, I don't so remember. Common... You know, do you have Carrie, Carrie Strug? Oh, yeah. I was so into the Olympic Games in 1996. Oh, I'm not. We were good really good. But, but who knew she was in it? Yeah. I, um, Jenna, wait, I love oh, wait. that you like looked up all of these biographies. I know. I did. I did like a massive deep dive. Like the 10th I, I lead, lead in Home Alone. You're like, she was a gymnastic <laughs> person. Exactly. Well, you remember her? Okay. The weirdest one would be Herb, the drugstore clerk. Because there's so many unnamed <laughs> characters what? in this. But the last wait, one. slow down. Of- Who's Herb, the drugstore clerk? <laughs> Is he is he so the one with the toothbrush? The toothbrush Herb. Yes, yes. Herb, we need a price check on a toothbrush, that guy. Um, so he has been in over 85 projects. He's still alive and in that How to Get Away with Murder movie. Herb, what? the drugstore clerk. What? I'm like, yeah. He was so iconic, though. Remember when Kevin got chased across the ice rink? Yeah. By that uh, stock boy. The stock boy was cute. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, I'm just remembering there was a show on Netflix called How Did This Get Made or... or, or it's a podcast. Oh, wait, that's a right? podcast. There's a show on Netflix, so that's a documentary about how movies get made. Or the things that made us, or the movies that yes, made I've us, I think that. it's called. And there's yeah, an episode on Home Alone that that's where some of these facts are coming in at. So everyone watch that if they want some more behind-the-scenes stuff, because it's a really great show. And I think it's coming back this yeah. year, but it was how... Wait, the movies that made us, I think it was called. Yeah, and Daniel Stern is on it, right? And he talks about all this stuff, because there was some issue when him and Joe Pesci were being cast. I think they already cast Pesci. And then Pesci was like, I won't do it unless you get Daniel Stern. And so we have Pesci to thank. Do you think it would have worked if they had women in those roles as well? Mm. Or do you think it would have been hard for the audience to watch uh, women getting so brutally hurt? I don't know if it would have worked. I think it's like we all want as an audience to see these older white men uh, get hit by uh, iron. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Imagine Joan Cusack and Rosie O'Donnell uh, you're as Harry. Speaking my language, Marv, right? Like that's that's a reboot we need. After she did, played Tinfoil Lady in that movie we covered last year, remember? Was it? Was it? Let the it night snow. Before? Was that it? Let it snow. Let it snow. Yeah. Oh, so we, she's looking for work, and she doesn't even need a character name. You know, in Tinfoil Home Alone Lady. Three, did you ever see Home Alone Three? It was no Macaulay Culkin. It was just like this other kid. But they did have I one haven't. of one of the bad guys was a woman. It was like these three guys mm. and a woman. Mm. Yeah, but she oh, also good. like she has this like weird sexual moment with like the old lady in Home Alone Three. This is a deep dive. The pigeon lady. I'm, no, well, there, no. There's like another old lady neighbor who's like mean and like maybe steals this kid's uh, race car thing. And Ooh. the female robber has this weird sort of like kissing lesbian moment. It's I don't know if I should say lesbian moment, but this weird kissing moment where she kind of kisses this old lady when she puts the duct tape on her face. And it has no place in a kid's movie. And I remember even watching it as a kid being like, what is going on here? Like, this is a strange what moment. Because it's almost like a violently sexual moment mm-hmm. in the middle of this like cartoonish movie. I'm sure someone listening to this podcast knows what I'm talking about, but she, I think she like kissed her. So I'd have to rewatch it, but I, I think she like puts duct tape on this old lady's mouth to like tie her up and then like kisses her over the duct tape or something or kisses her head even maybe. But it was, it felt uncomfortable. It's all I remember is it, I remember seeing it and feeling like uneasy about it, but that's yeah. only great. Okay. Which, that movie has some problems because it's set at winter time, but no Christmas. We could do a whole episode on Home Alone 3 and I'd be ready to go. I'm going to watch that next. Okay, so what's your take on Buzz? He's your other favorite. I love okay, Buzz. Okay, so Buzz, I do love 
my favorite thing in all of these movies, all of Home Alone 1, 2, 3, anything, really any movie of all time is Buzz's girlfriend when Kevin is looking at the photo and it's it's actually a boy, a young boy was who Buzz's girlfriend is, but they put him in a wig and Kevin goes, Buzz's girlfriend, woof. And then he puts the thing away. Yeah. I don't know. I always just thought that was the funniest thing ever. As a kid, I thought it was yes. hysterical. Yeah. Then Buzz has a, first of all, has a girlfriend and then has this framed photo of her in a trunk full of firecrackers. Yeah, he's Buzz is a, a perfect, I think a perfect brother villain casting, you know. And also, do you think that his um tar- that the tarantula was real in that in the scene where with the crowbar, you know, oh, that it is a real tarantula. You know, when they put it on it Daniel Stern's face, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I read about this, or maybe it was in that documentary. They put the tarantula on his face. He said he would only do, I think, like one take, and he oh, wasn't allowed. God. They had to add his scream in post. So he had to just act like he was screaming because they told him or the animal handler or whatever told him not to scream because that would upset the big ass spider. Oh my God. And then it might sting him or I don't know, crawl into his mouth. Uh, You couldn't pay me enough money. Like I don't give a fuck if you were like, here's a million dollars. I'm not putting a tarantula on my face. No, no, I could never do that. I love it. What commitment also? I don't feel like anyone in Hollywood today would do their own spider work. No, I mean, yeah, we should applaud Daniel Stern for doing it, but it seems crazy to do. Just put a spider on your face. Because what if you had an allergic reaction? Do you even really know like if if you would have an allergic reaction to some kind of animal like that on your face? Yeah. No, I that seems way too way too risky. I don't know. I heard they had trouble with Joe Pesci because he obviously has a sailor's mouth. You know, he just says Mm -hmm. fuck a lot. And so in this movie, he had to say, you know, he does gibberish throughout it. (laughs) He sounds like like a Furby. He's like marching up the stairs. (laughs) That's so true. After he burns his hand on the M. Yeah, and he's like. He's just literally doing Furbish language. He's so funny. Yeah. I love I love him in this. Harry Marv. I, I do wish well, first of all, Catherine ha- uh, Catherine O'Hara, you can mm-hmm. tell she makes a meal out of almost nothing. Like the li- she barely has any lines that are, are juicy lines, you know, but she still mm-hmm. finds comedy in little moments. Like even when she screams on the plane, she goes, Kevin. Uh, in part two, when she is at the airport, she gets the bag and she says, Kevin, and she faints. And like, she has those little moments where she finds the comedy and only Catherine O'Hara would find comedy. But it does make me think, I wish she had more to do in this movie because mm-hmm. she's so brilliant. And just in general, it's like, if you have Catherine O'Hara, they should just have every line in the script. Totally. Especially because it's such a big cast. You know, she's sharing a scene with a lot of people, but she's so incredibly talented. Even in Schitt's Creek, watching her, it's like, oh, you are just a masterclass of hilarity. So you know, And then her in in that U-Haul truck with John Candy and the polka band. Like, it's such a good heartwarming Polka, polka, polka. Like, Yeah. It's so great. I hope listeners forgive me if I've said this on one of the previous episodes last season, but I do think that we need another Home Alone movie about John Candy's kid who he leaves at the funeral home. You know how he tells that story on the bus, like where he left him overnight or something at the funeral. And it's like, I want that movie. Like, I want to see what happened that whole night. Like, that could be a Halloween movie too. It could be called Funeral Home Alone. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's I've, really that's a great idea. Can we write that? I would love to. I would love to. Okay. I mean, yeah, John Candy's not mess- with us, but uh, they are doing a new Home Alone for Disney Plus, and I, it was supposed to come out this holiday season, but I don't know if it will because of COVID. But ah. maybe by the time this podcast airs, they will have already announced when it's coming out. But um, mm-hmm. th- yeah, I, I know they're doing a new one, and I think um, who's Kimmy Schmidt's going to be in it, and oh, Ellie Kemper. I'm a little nervous. It doesn't seem very high budget. I'm like nervous about it. Ooh, yikes. Maybe um, if you, which was your favorite prank? Like during the night of pranks or like whatever obstacle booby trap thing. I love the iron. Which one? Oh, the iron. Oh, totally. Yeah. When the iron mm-hmm. just falls on his face and then I love how, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I love the iron and how he has the iron like um, outline on his face <laughs> the rest of the movie. And then I also like when, um, Joe Pesci gets covered in the feathers and Marv, yes. Marv walks in and goes like, Harry, why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? Yeah, exactly. And he gets the torch, he opens the door and the torch just flip, like burns off the top of his head and he just sits there screaming and the glue. Gosh, it's so good. Oh, I know. I know. This I movie's lo- great. It's a great it's movie. It's so great. It's a holiday it class. It, it makes you feel warm. Oh. And I want to also mention the set design is beautiful. That house I remember watching it as a kid with my mom and every single year, my mom still says this. She wishes she had that house. Like it's, it's decorated so perfectly and beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's like a big house, but it's homey. And I still think, I think the design and the decor holds up. And I actually think a lot of that decor is back in style now, like the, the wallpaper on the walls and sort of the, the, uh, you know, for a while people were doing more plain walls, no wallpaper. And now all of those, mm-hmm. those colors, and everything is back in style. and But I think that house is so beautifully decorated. I want to live there. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And all the lights. Oh, we haven't even talked about the whole fake party he throws with the Michael Jordan cutout and the train set. Like, that was so fun. Rocking yeah. around the Christmas tree. I think about that every time I hear that song. And also, it's wish fulfillment. Like, as a, a kid that age, no one would be able to think of all those things. Like, But watching it as a kid, you think, oh, I... I wa- I would love to do that. I'd love to protect my house and like get these robbers and and set mm-hmm. up all those things to do a fake rocket around the Christmas tree party and it's just yeah, it's great. I I think so many people have tried, especially in the 90s, I think a lot of people tried to do this kind of style of movie where it was almost cartoonish in violence and everything cuz I mean mm-hmm. all of these pranks there would have been blood like there would have been they would yeah. have died they would have died everyone yeah. would have been dead by the end of the movie <laughs> yes yeah. I think 100%. they did a funny or die or something where it was like what what it would have happened with Macaulay Culkin and yeah they would have all been dead yeah but uh I think in the 90s people tried to recreate that vibe of cartoonish but still live action and it almost never worked uh but it did with this movie. Mm-hmm. It totally did. Yeah. yeah the I, first, first is always the best. Yeah, it really is. And I like too, that he becomes friends with old man, Marley, the yeah. guy next door, you know, it helps him reconnect with his son inadvertently. Yeah. They do with the daughter. Isn't it the granddaughter? Yeah. The son. And then the granddaughter at the end, they yeah. that, that yeah. beautiful moment. It's so snowy. I love when it's Christmas morning and it's so snowy and Kevin wakes up and then the family comes home and it's, it's beautiful. And then 
this movie was a huge success, so they decided to recreate it with part two. And they basically took the same script and just redid it, but in New York. Mm -hmm. And that's okay with me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. Next season, we'll have to do Home Alone 2. We'll have to cover that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's try try to get the pigeon lady. See if she's alive. We'll have to get her on the (laughs) pod. See if you're on the pod. (laughs) Jenna, any other final thoughts on Home Alone? Oh, this makes me want to watch it right now. I think I'm going to make some eggnog and watch it tonight. You can watch it. This is a rewatchable movie. You can watch it a million times over and over again. It's never good old. Uh, this was so fun. I want to say, please follow us on uh, social media at a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram. I'm at a Danny Pellegrino. I'm did at I Jenna just, Brister. Did I just say at a uh, uh, Danny Pellegrino? <laughs> at Danny Pellegrino. And, and let's... Let's light a few Douglas fir candles for John Hurt and John Candy. Yes, yes, yes. And honor and rest them. in peace. And, and we're yes. so grateful they gave us so much. So uh, we love you all. Merry Christmas. And subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. Go rate and review us if you like us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because we would love that. Uh, yes. Jenna, I love you. Merry Christmas. I love you. Merry Christmas, Danny. And we'll, Have a good uh, one, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Okay, bye. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 